Welcome to Check Out the Sky, a podcast where we talk about um, guys of all shapes and sizes. Uh, this time, we're talking about some big guys, some like real big guys, like I don't know. I said like seven to nine feet tall guys, some big guys, big big boys and girls, and non. They're actually all non-binary. Uh, but uh, I'm one of the hosts, and I'm probably gonna. Be doing the most talking this time. Uh, I'm Morg. I use they, he pronouns. I'm Emery. I'm going to be talking somewhat. I use they, she, he pronouns. And I'm Elvid. I guess I will be talking the least amount today. And I use all pronouns. I mean, maybe. You might have lots of questions for me because I don't know how this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, I might surprise y'all and just take over the podcast because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just like always like oh my god people are excited about my characters what this is crazy um <laughs> if you didn't want me to be excited about them you shouldn't have made such good characters <laughs> frankly frankly I'm happy if people even listen to the podcast <laughs> they don't have to be enthusiastic I'm just like yeah Shout out to my one friend that actually listens to my podcast. Oh my god. If you if you listen to me talk about Gilly for an hour and not get mad at me, then I'm like, yeah, solid. Hell Good yeah. podcasting. <laughs> Speaking of Gilly, this is not going to be quite in the same it's going to be in the same setting that Xenu and Gilly are in, but it's going to be Several years into the future. Mm -hmm. What do we say, like 20 years? Yeah, about 20. Uh, yeah, so because we did a second campaign that we're calling, like, these are like the Isoverse. Um, we'll talk more about it, especially with like Spike on, because they're uh, doing, they're the DM. Uh, but it's like, if you've heard us talk about, like, all the lights in the sky, or, like, if we talk about, like, void stuff, a lot of that has to do with the second campaign. Um, and that's when I hopped on, because they were like, we need more players, do you want to play? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I haven't played tabletop game in a billion years. That's not true, but um, it had been a while. And I, in Fellowship, you make these these... You make kind of you do like a spout lore. You make you make lore about the the playbooks that you end up choosing. Like you you pick like you make a character, but you end up making like the people that this character is from. Um, in like a D and D type game, it would be like the different races, but like it can be kind of played out that way. But a lot of times, it's just like archetypes too. And uh, the the archetype, the playbook I picked for this character was Ogre. Uh, you know, but not like a Shrek Ogre. Um, not like a, you know, D&D &D Ogre, really. They're more like, um, these, like, they're, they're big, like that. And, that, like, a lot of their moves have to do with being, like, big, protect the little ones and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of, the, kind of the archetype, and you know the associated moves with the playbook is just like, just like the big, strong, tanky, tear things apart character. 
a great character to be. Which is very funny because of how they are now, but... Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm um, gonna guess something's changed. Yeah. They just went in a different direction than I was expecting, but um, that's fine. So I made these... This, this group of people, they're, they live on a planet with, um, th there's like two major, like, races, I guess, of people on the planet, um, ogres and elves, um, elves are something that we'll probably wait on because that's, uh, a friend of the show, Patrick's, like, area of expertise, but the, the ogres, are like these they started off as like animals that live in like you know like I, I i i made them like forest animals it's kind of branched out a lot but like a lot of creatures that you know live in those kind of like temperate kind of climates um but they end up getting um like touched by this like dark void energy but instead of like something like hurting them or like devouring them as it you know this void has done to other things in our campaign it ends up uh changing them and it like makes them like strangely more unified like all these creatures they kind of end up like taking those those like like the animals and making them into like a a big like a big furry like kind of demon looking character like they get you know they get the like the long arms and legs and the claws and the like the the tail with the little like silly triangle on them and the little demon horns but they still like retain their um animal features from before so, yeah, no, they're all, like, big, big ol' anthros, you know, with, like, the horns and tails, and most of them are, are herbivores, right? Yes, uh, there's a few that aren't, but usually if they're, like, uh, if they're not herbivores, they tend to be, like, smaller carnivores and omnivores, because, like, there's, like, snakes and stuff, <laughs> but, um... You know, it it's it started off as like this, like, oh, what if I took a bunny and made it big and scary? Banui, <laughs> Banui, become big and scary, and because I was just like, I don't know what to do for this character, so I just started like drawing a really stupid little drawing when we were going over character stuff, and I was like, this has bunny ears and claws, very cool. <laughs> I'm like. You're um, correct. That is very cool. And then I was like, wait, this actually is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's how Trouble was made. They're a big bunny person. They're a big they're a big ogre, big bunny person, fuzzy. They're like a... They're a maroon color. They tend to come in like tiefling colors. So you get your like purples, blues, reds. Um is, like, a very common kind of thing. But, like, a lot of, you know, darker colors, too. But there's exceptions. Like, there's been, like, a bright orange one and stuff. So, you know, who knows? Uh, it's it's kind of... You can make your own fun 
twist on it, but, uh, their name is Treble, and they, the, the, some, oh, some of the inspiration also for this, like, ended up being, I, uh, was thinking about Neopets, and, uh, mm-hmm. there's this thing called the Darrigan, like, paintbrush, cause there's, like, all these, like, dragony looking characters <laughs> that, like, when you paint, uh, Neopets with this paintbrush, it makes them look like that. So they're kind of like that also. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like, I might like post some of that pictures of that. I- I'll definitely post a picture of trouble to the social media. I might post some like <laughs> Neopets that I was thinking about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So trouble is named, you know, after, like at the treble clef, like in in music, is like the beginning of. Um, I'm, I've lost all my music knowledge, but it is a music thing where it's in the beginning of the staff and everything like that. But um, all it, it like I ended up naming them treble, and then I was like, okay, they're all the they're all named after musical things now. They're just they're just a very musical people. Um, As a society, they are collectively grooving. They're collectively grooving. Amazing. Like, music is a big part of, like, a lot of their uh, celebrations and rituals and even their, like, religion. (laughs) Um, And gender. And their gender, which is also tied to their religion, kind of. But kind of. It's hard to explain because it's more like a belief system than it is, like, a more formal religion. But, like... Um, so, ogres, uh, take, in their language, they end up taking, like, pronouns that reflect these, uh, things called patrons, uh, that are, like, very old, uh, supposed to be, have like, dead, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> There's a lot more to it, but a lot of, like, like, ancient, powerful ogres that they call, like, patrons, and, uh, they take like, pronouns that reflect those patrons. And so they all, uh, if you're, like, speaking in, like, a like a common tongue, it just ends up being translated as they a lot of times. But, like, they have their own, like... I haven't gone through all of it because I'm not fucking Tolkien and I don't <laughs> know all the fucking... how to make a language out of nowhere, but um, the idea behind it is very, like, heavily inspired by... Um, Friends at the table have, like, these aliens that are kind of like fish people that kind of do that. Uh, they have, like, apple kine or something. It's It's been a little bit since I've listened to those. Apologies, because I'm sure we have a couple fans of the podcast. But um, I took that and I made it so there's a lot of, like, spotty history about the patrons. But they're like, oh... I, I want to reflect what they symbolize, and all the patrons have, like, two things that they kind of end up being, like, connected to. One thing that's, like, musical-related, music related, and one thing that's, like, more what you would think of as, like, a, a connected to a god, I guess. So, one of the first ones I came up with was uh, the patron of Death and Dirges. <laughs> 
So like, uh, they're kind of like the, they would be like the death god in like a, a, another, for like another like group of people. Um, but, uh, there's also, you know, there's a bunch of them. I have like a whole list of them. Uh, some of the ones I can remember off the top of my head are like, the patron of pop and prophecy, the patron of ska and summer, who's important to treble because that is the one that their pronouns come from. Uh, so treble is treble. Treble's instrument that they like started the campaign with was a trombone. They were they were a trombone player, and they you know they they, they did the ska horns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Treble does would be a good trombone player. They got those long arms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but they, you know, they grew up in like playing in like bands and stuff with friends. So they kind of can play a diff- bunch of different instruments. But you know, they kind of all go back to. Uh, trombone. <laughs> it all goes back to trombone in the end. Uh, no, but they... Yeah, what else? So, a little bit more about Treble. Treble is just, you know, they would be like, I'm just a regular ordinary ogre, and then, you know, something happened where they and one of their elven friends, Arla, end up going on an adventure because a star crash landed on their planet. And they went to go wish on it. And, uh... I don't remember what Arla wished for, but I know Treble wished for, like, making friends easier. Making more friends. (laughs) And so they got an alien power to make... That's what we're all wishing for. So true. Uh, they they got an alien power to make friends easier, which is one of the Squire playbook powers, which is very funny. Um, because it's like, oh, there's they're very like gentle giant like s- stereotypes, kind of, but like, yeah, I don't know, they're fun, and yeah, they they end up running into a bunch of other people. That's how they meet. Uh, Emery's character, Vortex, and uh, Dan's two characters, uh, um, Ryan Gamble, and it's just a whole mess of people, you know? Yeah, because um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, what was it Ronnie and Gamble's ship that uh, accidentally crashed into... Um, the as you know, the as of then unnamed ship. Yes. Uh, because it just kind of teleported in out of nowhere and uh the yeah the section of the ship that had vortex's lab on it got kind of knocked off and it uh it it crashed into the planet as did ronnie and gamble's ship so that's what the shooting star was i think i think it was also the lightstone right yeah 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 the lightstone because i think vortex might have been working on the lightstone in her lab or something yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, and it's, like because of all that stuff, like 
They also ran into some, like, void beasts for the first time and fought them. And they were like, what the hell is this thing? Why does it look like that? You know, think of a big, scary blob shadow monster. And, you know, you think about it and you're like, Trouble has some similarities, maybe, but maybe don't think about it for too long. <laughs> that's, what that's what Trouble said. <laughs> don't think about it. I am so good at not thinking about things. <laughs> yeah, I guess for a more comprehensive um, uh, description of like what the void is, go back to our our first uh, fellowship Isoverse episode about void lore. Void lore. It's just funny because. The Void is still something that, it, like, we're still figuring out what it is, like, to this day in our campaign, because it keeps changing and growing and learning. Yeah, it keeps making up new little guys to give us trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So Trouble was kind of just, like, in the group, and they, like, thought, you know, they were like, I'm I'm the, I'm the, the fight stick. I'm the, the I'm the big guy. I'm gonna, like throw things aside, protect the little ones, be kind of reckless about it. Uncontrollable strength is one of the things. and They got all that. So a lot of this is stems from, um, like, there's a what is the ogre is, like, one of the questions for the, the playbook. And mm -hmm. um, one of the ones for Ogre is the underworld. Your people are demons, clearly monstrous, with features like horns or tusks or colorful skin or extra eyes. Um, they have other stuff with it that I totally forgot about because I went in a completely different direction. But it does say you, when you make a deal with someone, you can make a blood pact. <laughs> so, so no extra eyes? What? So no extra eyes? I didn't make one with extra eyes. I know. Rip. I'm Sad. a failure. I was like, I put enough in this guy. <laughs> I'll have to crash your campaign and make it happen somehow. <laughs> Honestly, it's very... The way ogres end up being like more voidy than I expected, it makes it very easy to be like, yeah, you probably could just have more eyes, couldn't you? Yeah. Um... Yeah, they value yeah. music and performance highly. They were made by animals falling through pocket dimensions. That's right. So the reason, okay, so the reason they're like that, the pocket dimensions were like these little like void alike dimensions. Like it's not the void that we're fighting necessarily because it didn't like devour them, right? It was mm -hmm. like, it just kind of made them like, get all weird and kind of eldritch. And, yeah, um, so I guess there's just, like, multiple voids. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and some of them maybe combine together into one big void? I don't know. Who knows? And yeah, ki kind of the thing about ogres is that, like, they can use a form of void magic that is, like, non-damaging to the fabric of the universe. Because, you know, Void kind of puts holes in the universe and makes funky extra-dimensional stuff happen and kind of eats space and entire stars and planets if it gets too out of hand. Yes. 
they I made special snowflake rice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of what this game is, is that you make a, a whole group of special snowflakes. But I always think about it because um, when the Void was like a hori- the Horizon playbook for like the Overlord, um, there's like something that's like, what does the Horizon like not affect? Like what one of the like which of the playbooks does the horizon not affect as much, and that's ogres, because it's like, oh, this is void stuff, so I'm not going to eat them, because they were already eaten, even though they weren't. It's like, I'm I'm just kind of a weird, mindless void right now, so I'm just sensing them as, like, already part of me, even if they're not. And, um, Trouble thought they didn't have magic. They thought they were like, I don't I can't do magic. This shit sucks. <laughs> I'll just be big strong. Um, but then they found out they can do magic because when there was a funny little adventure where they like swapped bodies with their elven friend Arla and were like, oh, I can just see magic in every single person. This is crazy. And then they saw themselves, which Arla in Treble's body, and were like, Hey, why is there just, like, a dark, shadowy hole where I should be? This is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, you know, we, we we solved the problem. We swapped our bodies back. That's, you know, fun little adventure. And Treble was kind of, like, stuck with that knowledge. And then they kept getting, like, spooky whispers in their head from Void? spooky and they're having dreams about it and then uh when they they get like well mechanically they get their destiny playbook they get the archangel playbook archangel playbook i can talk uh (laughs) so they go from but they're like the angels in the same way that like you think it's more like the really fucked up angels instead of the like ones with wings. I mean, Trouble kind of is just Trouble with wings now, but the way the wings came out is that they were, like, weird void stuff. And so there's kind of a weird, like, Eldritch Cthulhu-type vibe there, even though they're just, like, black inky wings that came out of, like, their arm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Their their shoulders, I guess. Um, they did. Yeah, they 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 kind of had like a little body horror moment where it's like, oh, what are these uh, new holes in my shoulders? What's going on? They accidentally actually like scratched it because they had yeah. found first of all that they can make gates like the rest of their people. So mm-hmm. um, ogres, like Emery was saying, all have like kind of void magics they can do. And a lot of times to do that, they have, like, kind of a separate, like, pocket dimension that they live in on the planet sometimes that's a little bit, like, more funky than, like, the forest that the uh, the elves live in. And uh, they get there by using their claws and making tears in reality is kind of what it ends up being. But, um, yeah, the trouble found out they could do that. Um, and they found out they could apparently pull void stuff out of their body and fly. 
So now they can fly, and they have a power word gate. <laughs> I'm sorry, could you repeat that power word for me? Gate. Oh, okay, I understood gay, and I was like, okay, that's quite a power word. Power word gay. <laughs> well, there is a character that has power word goth and Sappho, so... Oh, so good. <laughs> That'll be for a different episode, because I really want Spike to talk about Sappho goth. I also want Spike to talk about Sappho goth. <laughs> Just thinking about... Man, I hope we run into Sappho Goth. <laughs> I hope they're not dead. <laughs> but yeah, she had... Or she... Sappho Goth. Uses she her pronouns. Treble uses... Well, any, really, but I've been using they, them. It's just easier, because... That's what I use most of the time. Um, Yeah, so... They've got fucked up angel powers. <laughs> And apparently that's just, like, something ogres can maybe do. Um, but Trouble is a little different about it, which they find out pretty fast, because they only had the angel stuff for, like, a little while before their fucking planet got eaten by the void. Oh, don't you just hate when that happens? For real, for real. Like, we were just <laughs> having a fun, like, sporty, like, yeah, we were having an anime sports episode, and then a big void beast came up and tried to eat the planet, and also an evil void-based copy of Gilly. Yes, evil void Gilly is- We got evil void Gilly now. Oh. I don't know what's going on with them currently in the campaign. Spike is like- yeah, they 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 might have been destroyed. Uh, we don't know. I'm leaving it ambiguous. Like, even Gilly. to myself. Regular Gilly was sort of like chaotic, right? Like not really good, but definitely not really really evil. So what is I mean, what is evil yeah, Gilly, Gilly like? Hmm. Oh, j just a real fucker. Okay. Just the kind of guy who's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat your planet. <laughs> um, lovely. Guy who sucks. But, um... <laughs> just a guy who sucks. Unlike Trouble, who is a guy that doesn't suck. It's just <laughs> funny because, you know, we had heard about this Gilly demon lord guy from another character that was on that ship that we were talking about earlier who was, like, kind of running the whole thing called Little Guy, who I think you guys talked about on the Xenu Gilly episode, but um, Little Guy's kind of his own guy now. But, mm -hmm. um, so we were like, wait, I thought Gilly was supposed to be good. And, like, even though they were, like, chaotic, they were, like, a chaotic good kind of little little funny guy. And it's like, no, this is not good. This is, they're eating the planet and killing, they're trying to kill my people and Arla's people. Um, what do we do? <laughs> so, uh, the ogres have some other secrets besides just, you know, some of them, some of the ogres were just like good and like, we're like, okay, well, we will keep 
the elves and ourselves safe in our like pocket dimension area so that even if the world is getting all devoured, we won't maybe get fucked up the same way. <laughs> and for all we know, that's where they are now. Uh, just kind of stuck in a like pocket dimension with like ambiguously like thin kind of magically walls that you can maybe see a big scary swirly void above the sky in. <laughs> very cool, mm-hmm. very scary if you live there. Um but some of the ogres who were maybe knew a little bit more about the history of ogres were like, yes, take me void daddy. No. <laughs> Sorry, I said it like that. I don't know why that's what came to mind, but that I is. I love that. It's it's a great sentence. It's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes we really say a sentence here on check out this guy. Sometimes you just gotta say what? Could you, what was it again? I just remembered Void Daddy and everything else. Just, just I said, take me Void Daddy. So take, like, yeah, bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is amazing. Don't call it bad. This is this is peak literature. Lit literature? You know what I said I wasn't talking a lot and that's why. No, you're right. Literature, yeah. Um there's some like notes in I think we talked about it being in some of like old elven texts and stuff, and some of the ogre elders have like stories about this and stuff but there's history with the ogres where they like summoned the void to their planet because they were like oh we're kind of already made out of void and we need more power because we're kind of in some like skirmishes conflicts with the elves right now or the elfin Sorry, there's <laughs> it gets weird because there's actual elves and then there's like the fun bird elves that Arla is. Yeah, no. On on Iso, which is the location of the first campaign, we have the fucking yeah, we have like elves which are a lot more like the classic Tolkien fantasy elves and then on this funky new planet with ogres and elves, the elves are weird bird people with uh wind powers and detached hands. Yeah. That don't make sense. They're like a kind of a wind spirit and a bird. It's pretty good. So there were like, I was describing this to Spike as being like, some ogres tried to make a cult and they tried to make ogre instrumentality project. Kind of like human instrumentality project and Ava, where they become all one (laughs) into one thing. They're like, yeah, let's join the Void. This is a good idea. <laughs> like, okay. Really yeah, smart, note guys. To- <laughs> note to our listeners, if you find yourself doing any sort of instrumentality project, just probably stop. It's not really a good idea. It's not as we've learned idea. from anime. It's not a good idea. <laughs> like, I get it. You wanna, like, be closer to people, Hedgehog's Dilemma. I get it. I, I get it. But... 
I don't think the way is to give up your fucking, like, identity and soul. Yeah, if you want to be closer to people, just start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or revival movie. This is how you become singularity without it being, like, really scary and tragic. Exactly. That's why we can sometimes finish our friends' sentences. (laughs) Clown-to-clown communication is a lot safer than... (laughs) Exactly. Human, uh, human instrumentality project. Um, we're getting a lot of banger phrases today. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're saying such deep and um, existentialist things today, and I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> it's just one of those days, you know. I mean, more you got. A lot you've, of- you've got. You, you're, you're hooked into the main matrix today. Yeah, I did make a lot of bullshit up, and I heard <laughs> stories about, like, the background of some of the patrons, because some of the patrons were the ones that started the cult, and it was all fucky and fucked up, and uh, some of them got eaten. Some of them were fine, obviously. Some of them were fine, because they're still around today. But, uh... Funny enough, one of uh, Trouble, like the, the 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 patron that Trouble gets their their pronouns from, was one of the ogres involved with the cult. Oh no, this is a problem, and it becomes an actual Uh-oh. problem for our game later because they show up later as one of the generals. Darn. Wouldn't it it be fucked up if one of the ogres in, like, the Ogre Instrumentality Project became a minion of the Void and did silly Void things? Which is what they wanted, but also maybe not fully what they wanted, because it is the one patron, but I made them more like an amalgamation of, like, a bunch of the stronger ogres. That's just the one that they were like, this is my name now. I'm Skan Summer, Mm -hmm. that's me. I'm the patron of Scott and Summer. I got power over that shit. That's me now. Um, I oh yeah, I named the 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 cult the Sleepless Ones because the elves had a group called the Dreamers, and I thought that was cute that I could be <laughs> like, oh, you can't dream if you can't sleep, which is only half true. I daydream all the time, but. <laughs> Plus, historically, uh, getting too close to the void has been in- uh, associated with uh, with some insomnia, so, you know. Yes. As we know from Gilly. Yeah, Treble has a very different relationship to the void than Gilly does through mm-hmm. their sword. But there was some, like, this is just kind of a background event, but we were talking about it because one of the archangel powers is that you can make like items and i was like Mm -hmm. hey what if an old ogre made the blade of darkest night Mm -hmm. and part of me is like that's still kind of cool it's kind of open to interpretation whether that actually happened but i'm like i'm not against this and i think it'd be interesting if there were like other scary void weapons around but Mm -hmm. this has not come up in the game at all yeah 
Yeah, when I wrote, like, the initial lore for the Blade of Darkest Night, I did, like, leave an, leave open the possibility that, like, other powerful void items could exist, but, yeah, it hasn't come up. Any object and, uh, would be a void weapon if you treat it well enough. Yeah, any, any object could become a void weapon if you have a weird enough cult. <laughs> But um, there was some... I, I didn't finish the story fully, but there was, like, other ogres that made items because they... To, like, kind of go against the weird, like, cult shit because they were, like, tearing holes and destroying the forest. And uh, I know at least some of them were... Uh, there was a patron of folk and forge... And the patron of alt rock and alt rock and arcane, I think. I don't know. I did a fucking stupid like. I'm just gonna <laughs> name all these fucking guys. But um, so they had like arcane magic that wasn't like necessarily void magic, and they like forged a magic weapon, and it like, I think they gave it to like some of the elves to like fight back the encroaching void on their planet and yeah then you know they were sealed away and like taken away like more fully by the void and so after all that shit the elfin and the ogres had uh like peace because <clears throat> it was kind of a lot of it was misunderstandings because it's like hey why do you why do I, when I look at you, you look like a scary, like, void hole in reality instead of cool magic? And it's like, that's just how our magic works. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, there were, I think there was just a lot of, like, weird distrust because, like, the way regular, like, the way the capital V void, evil void that we're fighting works is that Spike kept describing it as anti-magic. Um, mm -hmm. So, if you're, like, a very magical group of people, like the Elfin, uh, with, like, your air spirit stuff, and you're like, oh, these fucking anti-magic weirdos, like, <laughs> they're gonna kill us or something? And then they're like, oh, no. That, they just want to be left alone. Mood. And actually, they're very friendly. And, like, oh, we just had to have our, like, woods destroyed to come together and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, like, a lot of still, like, open questions about, like, who did this, and who stopped them, and what, you know what all that means, but I, I haven't even gotten to the fact that, like, Trouble isn't even an ogre or archangel anymore, because this was a long fucking campaign, and we took the books, and we started over again, in a way, even though we kept a lot from those first two books. So, we, like... After this whole, like, void incursion onto uh, the elven and ogre planet, uh, I don't know if I actually called it, it's called uh, 
<laughs> it keeps getting pronounced different ways, but I think it's like Horus or Horus. Like, it was a joke on like ours. <laughs> kind of like how Iso is a joke on Isekai. So, Horus is like, when it got all fucked up from the void, we all crashed, landed onto Iso, you know, in the fir- from the first campaign, and we kind of all started over again, but not fully. And, uh, Travel's first playbook when we started over was called The Void Caller. And it was a modification of the Lantern playbook where, uh, you, instead of having a little lantern friend that does stuff, uh, Treble had a little void friend who could talk and was like made of what their wings had been. It had like become like this, this, this like blob and, um, it ended up having like, I described it like, that it had one eye, like it had an eye that was like drawn out of like golden light, because um, Treble's wings kind of had like gold light, like in the like near the beginning of it, because the way their claws like open holes in reality is that they like have like a like it has like a gold like outline that's like. Not exactly light magic. We've been calling it holy magic, but it's a little bit like unclear of like what the difference between them is. <laughs> it's just like these are not the same as light magic that we've shown before. Is more kind of what it what it is. But um, and so and the, like they they kind of use like this these glowy like holy magic and like the void magic together so that it doesn't like go out of control and so like their wings had that and then the wings became this little void-like friend that has some glowing bits on it uh and trouble named them nightcore because like i said they named things after mm-hmm. music stuff <laughs> and i was like nightcore is a very funny thing to think about <laughs> And Nightcore is just kind of a little guy, just a little baby with darkness powers. Yeah, they they do a lot of what like Trouble says because they're kind of like they're connected together. They like show up when they're in um their like dormant form. They like show up as like cool tattoos on their arms, um that like go over top the fur, um, Ooh. and. They they can, like, come out and become a little, like, floaty blob guy, and they can kind of, like, form, like, tentacles to attack and stuff. And they're just, like, a little... They're kind of, like, a little void beast, but nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, they're, they're like, slowly... They, they, they talk kind of like, uh... <clears throat> they're like, Hi! Nightcore, I like everything. Yay! They're just a little guy. They're, uh... They're probably more, like... They probably more have, like, teenager energy now than they did when I initially made them. They're they're growing up so fast. But yeah, so Treble has all this, like... Because a lot of it's, like, borrowed from the Lantern playbook, it's a lot of, like, 
wisdom and guidance and I felt like that fit like the direction travel was going in they were more like I'm gonna guide my friends to victory and like use my void magic for good and yeah and uh that's kind of where they are now like I you know they've gone through a lot more than that but I feel like some of it is like where I would have to talk more about like other people's guys <laughs> instead of mm-hmm. ogre lore. Yeah, I mean, what about uh, Trouble's friends? What about oh, the other ogres? Right. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yes. Yes. I forgot to talk about Trouble's friends. Uh, they were. Hey, Elvir. How how late can you go? Not too late today. So maybe we should. Do Troubles Friends on our next episode? Yeah, we could we could maybe do like a more general um more general all the lights episode where we talk about more of the side characters. Um yeah, or maybe possibly even like an ogre's part two if you think there's enough uh enough there for it. Yeah, maybe. I think it would have to be a little bit because I think some of the part two stuff is like happening yeah. in the game now. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, maybe we 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 save some of the uh the all the light stuff for for when the campaign actually finishes. <laughs> I do want to talk about Rhythm and Blues though. Yeah, give give us a preview yeah. for Rhythm and Blues. A little so, sneak peek. So, Rhythm and Blues are some ogres, uh a raccoon named Rhythm, like a raccoon-based ogre named Rhythm, and a bear-based ogre named Blues. So, um, they already <laughs> broke the whole herbivore thing. But, um, there's just, like, a couple of male, a couple of male guys. Like, they, they, they like, work for, uh, the same, uh, male company that, uh, yeah, dance. the ISPS. Yeah, they're basically a bunch of spacefaring interplanetary postal workers. Yeah, and uh, they they were like some of the few like known ogres to like leave the planet pre, uh, pre uh, what pre void pre void attack incursion. That's the word I was looking for pre-void incursion so they're like because there's some that are off planet now because they were kind of stranded <laughs> but ogres don't like leave that often because there's not that many of them either so rhythm and blues are just like a couple of like funny little weirdos even though they're big so they're not little at all but they, i i keep describing them in my head as just like two like goofy like side characters that are kind of stuck in the middle of all this bullshit. <laughs> I just have a fun time playing them because Redlum's kind of like the little like hyperactive-y type like silly guy and then Blues is kind of like more calm but has like more depression also and uh, they're dating also. Obvi. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah, there, there was some like fun like band drama with trouble and their friends and that's part of the reason they left to go work for isps so yeah i want to like after the campaign i want to write like a reunion kind of thing 
to see like where they're at because some other friends that I didn't get to talk about, like there was some, there was some tension there, you know. The band room. Mm. Tension. Interpersonal? You know it. Ah. But that'll be for another day. I'm sorry. I'm just really tired today. And we oh, have been going so for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's fine. You don't get to hear about me talk about the goth deer named Oboe. I will dream about it. You'll just dream about them. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You'll just beam that information directly into my head. Yeah, I'm sure I'll post about it. Let's be real now. <laughs> so join our Discord, uh, because I might post more about ogres there. Get on there. We're always posting about guys, and so are other people. Love. If you want to see some guys, that's where they're at. It's the only way to talk to Spike, so. Yeah. True. I always forget the order. We go with our own personal ones first, right? <laughs> Yeah, usually. Okay. It's not super important, though. Uh, you can find me at Haunting the Morgue on Tumblr and Blue Sky. You can also find me at Gengar on Co-Host. And my other podcasts, uh, Four and Four to Zero, Zero Watch Podcast, and the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. You can find me, um... Wow, I forgot where I am. Uh, on Instagram. That's where I'm active. Um, Edivideo underscore cosplay. Or on Tumblr. Matchroomcouchon.tumblr.com I should... I shouldn't watch Wheel of Time right now. I should wait. Anyway. That's all I've got. I'm on for Affinity with the username SpaceRobot. Uh, um, um, you can find my gallery there. I'm also taking commissions. Hey, I'm between jobs right now. If if you want your guys drawn, now's the time to do it. I'll turn that shit around so fast. Oh no. The one month I have Emery no money, Emery. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Emery drew trouble. I did. I drew trouble twice. Yeah. You can also find me on the podcast We Rate Queerbait, where we explore the blurry line between homie and homo. Uh, next recording, we're going to be doing fellowship, fellowship, but a different fellowship, a fellowship of the rings. Ooh. <laughs> we're we're going to be talking about these funny little hobbits and elves and dwarves and humans. Uh. Uh, I mean, that is what Fellowship's named after. That is what the game Fellowship is named after. That's true. Um, you can play as a little hoblet, but with the uh, name filed off, and it's happening. <laughs> That's exactly what I did with Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, yeah, I'm on an upcoming uh, audio drama pilot. Details forthcoming. Uh, so this podcast is part of the Noisespace.xyz network. You can go to Noisespace.xyz and to find all sorts of neat shows. We have social media for this here show. We are check out this guy on co-host and Tumblr, I believe. And yeah, that's all the show plugs, isn't it? 
yeah, we have. Uh, no, wait, I forgot the Discord. We Spike usually does the Discord. Uh, we have a Discord. It, yeah. <laughs> it's linked in the show notes. As previously mentioned, you can go there if you want to see some guys. We have a whole channel for guys. Uh, we have a whole podcast about guys. <laughs> we really like guys. Uh, so, so yeah, check it out. We do. Uh, we're we're gonna start. To, uh, we did Tokusatsu streams on Mondays. Now we're switching back to Digimon Savers, which is a very silly anime. And the Digimon are there, but what if you just punched them? <laughs> Um, Why would you punch a Digimon? C- you know. It's okay. You know. It was just a little human hand. It doesn't. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, no. Definitely no one. Definitely no one punches God hard enough to kill them. Um, God, I wish I could do that. Yeah, there's that. I'm also doing art streams on Fridays. I might also do some more different types of streams. Again, now that I'm between jobs and I have a lot more time. I I, I, I did my Keep Emery Awake stream. I, I started a new run of Cassette Beasts, and when that made my computer too hot and crash, I switched to uh, Wizardry 8, <laughs> which is a very old game that I played a lot as a kid. And I made characters based on everyone in the chat, and we're we're gonna see who dies, I guess. Um, Exciting! I forgot. Yeah, are you gonna play more of that? Maybe I might. I'm, yeah, I'm it's worried. it's a long ass game, and I didn't even get out of the first area, so I, I'll probably come back to it. They made me a dragon, born more or less. Yeah, so I think that's all the plugs. Uh, until next time. Uh, start a ska band. Fuck yes. Yeah. Start a ska band and try to talk out your feelings instead of just leaving a planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are very good, wholesome uh, recommendations. Consider this, um, consider having the Void Daddy take your character. So true! (laughs) Start a cult (laughs) dedicated to the Void Daddy. Alright, bye everyone. (laughs) Bye everyone! Spike's gonna kill me for calling it the Void Daddy.